we always have gold. This deep. Okay. I'm gonna keep it a Buckington. I'm gonna keep it a Bow Wow Nino with these anime live action adaptations. They always try to, at some point, say that the creator is involved. It, it's my understanding that Oda is 100% bought in, not like a Shinjiro Watanabe was because allegedly. Or the uh, Avatar yeah. creators. Right. So it's not like some Fugazi hands-on thing, right? Where it's like, we're just saying he's involved. He's actually involved. But here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. There is a huge difference between producing a manga producing an anime and producing a live action film and as much as i love what oda is doing with one piece and as much as i trust him with an anime and a manga i think live action they don't have him doing much they just have him kind of being like the mascot the mickey mouse of the whole thing like just Kind of like how James Gunn did with The Flash, right? This is going to be the best film ever. <laughs> and it's like, no, you walked into a dumpster fire, but whoever signs your check said you need to get out there and you need to say yeah. these things. But we're not looking for a masterpiece. All we really want to avoid is a Death Note situation. A Death Note that isn't Death Note. That bears little to no to resemblance watchable. to the original. I, I'll, well, I'll take watchable. You know, I, I can live with that. You know, like I finish it and I go, okay, I don't need to rip my eyes out of my head. So we're good. That's all I want. <laughs> and and you know what? I think I think we might get there. But the thing that I'm the thing that makes me really skeptical about this is everybody's default is it looks good. It looks good. So did Cowboy Bebop. That's Death it. Note, Ryuk and Death Note look, that's what Ryuk sold looks a lot amazing. Of he that is the amazing. peak of the live action Death Note. I don't know how they captured Ryuk so well and everything well, else. Everything else. <laughs> it was so I am praying for you guys because I know in my heart of hearts that even though I'm kind of like in the mech cockpit here, you guys are definitely uh what's the name of the ship? The Sunny Digital? Is that uh, Thousand <laughs> Sunny? The Golden Mary? We We're out you at sea. There you go. You guys are crew members. So I'm praying for you. I hope this thing turns out great. I don't want to see anything bad happen. I would love nothing more than to tune into the Black Ramen podcast and the Patreon and just hear you guys sing it praises because of how good it is. Oh, no, nah, I jump ship. I jump oh. ship. This shit's sinking no without faith. me. They always no say faith. that the ship will sink with its captain. Oh, no. Nah. But every now and then I see a trailer. I'm like, oh, this is this is fire. I saw Buggy the Clown. Looks amazing. Luffy and the way he interacts with everybody else off. This is off script. Just how they interact with everybody else when they do a promo is hilarious to me. He's really hype. And Zoro really like, like, look at him like, calm the fuck down, nigga. Like, like, <laughs> like I, the, the way they interact is just hilarious to me. I would pay just to see them just hang out. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's funny. Even Usopp. Usopp is just chilling. He's like, listen, I just need to sit near the exit. So if shit pop off, I can get the fuck up out of here. That's, I, I, I like that. But at the end of the day, too, it's like, you're telling me you want to, uh, um, it takes a lot for you to transform an anime and a manga and make it transition well into the big screen. But at the end of the day, Oda has my money. Oda can't do no wrong uh, all day. Um, I do, I do love One Piece. And 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 like I said, I've always said this before. One Piece, I loved anime, but One Piece is what made me appreciate storytelling in anime. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna support. Um, I hope the writers were paid well. 
Um, and speaking of writers, um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that was a quick little snippet there that we talked about live action with um, One Piece because, you know, D-Town... We love having you. But hold on. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, hey, <laughs> if you're watching us right now, you have tuned into the Black Ramen Podcast. I, myself, Chatty Patty, a.k.a. Mistress Liberation, a.k.a. Five Gear Woman G. What? <laughs> and I have with me. Hello, hello. This is Sleepy Bree, as always, the one who's truly banking her faith in Oda and hoping he pulls through for this last version. She lying. <laughs> what's up everybody this derby aka sexual chocolate uh also hoping for it to be good little cause of concern because you know game of thrones also had a very few small episode count for what should be much larger but we'll see <laughs> That's all right. we also have with us ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages yeah it's <laughs> You already know what time it is when your boy show up. It's your boy D-Town, a.k.a. Baca Flocka Flame, a.k.a. My Negro Black and Flaming Ya, a.k.a. AKA out of town, thugging with my rounds, Clefable Pink, Binnacle Brown. Cypher don't get gas. <laughs> it's only in New York, baby. Flex. That is <laughs> Damn, son. Where'd you find this? <laughs> no, you did not do that. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. You gotta love it. You gotta love Time it. Out. It's a... <laughs> what? Daddy <laughs> breathes. I say, he just put out the New York in me. You don't understand. High 97 has been a big part of my childhood. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Ooh. All right. How y'all, do How y'all doing? <laughs> oh, man. I'm doing phenomenal, man. I'm doing phenomenal. It's always good to see you guys and have these. Uh, I'm going to call it a high-level conversation with you guys, most definitely. Um, but before we get started... Um, I want to say congratulations again to you guys for packing out the room at DreamCon. Uh, y'all had buff white dudes turning people away at the door. <laughs> um, That's how you know you made it. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. I, re- I really enjoyed the previous episode. If you guys haven't heard it and you're listening, go back and listen. I think you guys were incredibly kind. <laughs> to the young woman who had the issue with DreamCon. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think Thank the... You. Oh, no problem, man. The information that you guys provided was very insightful. And I just I just love the fact that as Black people, you guys led with a gentle hand and, you know, you didn't scold her. It was just like, hey, you know, this is what to expect. This was your first experience. Are so, you managing us? Like, like, really? <laughs> hey, thank you, but we've all been new Do fans more of that. <laughs> We've had things that we regret saying out loud in the mm-hmm. past. Because, you know, when you're new to fandom, when you're new to a group, it's nice if people just let you in gently and accept your goofs. Mm-hmm. We all got to learn here because that's all we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all made that mistake of standing on the line and going, this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> go around and be like, oh, no, it's actually just a huge industry issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But oh, you know, yeah. you you take the you know the best part of of being in the con is just being around people that 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 like your shit. Like you can say your reference, gomu gomu no, and then everybody like gomu gomu no. Like it felt so good. And us being from New York, the fact that you can say you're and everybody responds like it's a choir. Amen. Amen. Like it just felt good just to be around the vibes. Even though my main objective was just to try to get as much merch. And 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 you you know, but the thing is, is that you know, is if you don't feel loved the moment you come inside, especially a con that was dedicated to people that look like us, I feel it was dedicated to people that look like us. <laughs> yeah. I, I you do. gotta stop saying that. Like, no, I do. In their own words, that's not. I mean, um, he don't know what he's talking about. Listen, <laughs> he, he's just a face. He's just a face. He know what he meant. But um, I I just feel like um, if you didn't feel that sense of love walking in with all these people. Uh, I don't know. Maybe going, maybe going to a con is not for you. I don't know. But, not uh, all fans like cons. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, we're we're nine times out of ten. If you're, <laughs> you, you, we do battle being introverts. You know, <laughs> so uh, being outside may not be for you. Hey, listen, virtual con it. is always a thing. It's always a thing. You know. There are so, a few. So yeah, check those out. Yeah. Shout out to Fujo Con, my favorite virtual con. There it is. <laughs> and if you can't get, find a virtual con near you, we highly recommend that you go to our Black Ramen YouTube channel where you can see what we did and what we regret. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I, I'm working very diligently, ladies and gentlemen, to make sure that I could put out as much DreamCon content as possible. I'm telling you right now, this editing shit with three cameras is not for the weak of heart. <laughs> I am like really just like every time I make a big breakthrough, something breaks. I'm like, Nick! like, like <laughs> I'm just I, I hate editing. All you editors, all of y'all, I feel your pain. My eyes hurt. Like I gotta turn the lights off. Like, <laughs> like, and then just have the computer screen mad low, dim low. This is a lot of shit. A lot of shit. But yeah, um, yeah. Follow us. Have a good time. Have a good time. So um, it was very necessary for us to have D Town here. He's a long, long family friend. When I tell you he was one of the very few people that actually believed in us and came on our show and let us talk shit without um, no judgment. I'm pretty sure when he gets off, he talks to his wife like, yo, <laughs> these motherfuckers in New York. <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But for now, you know, I like to feel that he likes us. But um, yeah, it, it felt only right to have um, D-Town a part of this conversation because this conversation, I know a lot of you guys is like, damn, we haven't heard y'all talk about the strike. Yeah. Um, every single one of us, we've, we've contemplated on talking about the writer's strike, but we needed more info. We wanted to um, address it in a way where you guys know our full perspective. But we, like, 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 we said, like I said before, we wanted to make sure we got all the details, which... Um, the best way possible that we can support the strike in a, you know, while, while having this discussion and keep things rolling. Cause we're, 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 we understand what the strike is now. We understand how important it is. And now here's a, here's a, 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 a episode where you can actually tune in and see what we all think about of the strike. Mm -hmm. So now moving forward, I'm looking at, the website right now now i'm looking at an article right now okay. and it's in depth about what the strike really is about 
right? Mm-hmm. So basically, um, we all know when you hit strike, it means give me more money because rent due and y'all not still not paying me my shit. So um, I know lately we saw a couple of actors come on TikTok showing their residuals, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with the residuals that we're seeing, it looks like it was... Let's be fair. These these companies are paying more money for the stamp than they are for the check. Mm-hmm. We're talking about three cents. And they're not even delivering the checks on time. No, not even. Not even. I'm late. You late with three cents? I don't understand. I don't understand. It baffles me. So um, the real thing about... This, one of the real things that are affecting writers right now is is, is residuals and basically having uh, um, the streaming services mm-hmm. not paying the writers what really is owed to them, mm-hmm. right? Me, personally, going into this, I thought it was an AI thing. I was like, oh, AI stealing jobs. It is. You're not wrong. They have a few core things that they're after. So I read through on the WGA's website Mm-hmm. Anyone can go see what they're looking for um, or what the WGA is asking for. So if you don't know, WGA is the Writers Guild of America. Mm-hmm. So that just confirms this writing strike is U.S. based uh, and it's primarily for guild members, although writers who want to be part of the guild, because most writers do aspire to be part of the guild, you need credentials. Um, so even if you're not in yet, you want to get in. So crossing the strike lines can blacklist you later. Yeah. So the core things they're asking for is one, streaming minimums. Back in the old days of television and networks, every time an episode airs, they'd get a little bit of sense here and there. Now Mm. with things streaming, it's on a streaming platform, it's there, it's set. They get their initial payment and then nothing else. Mm -hmm. Mm. So they lose that idea of reruns, no longer count because there's no such thing as reruns on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also wanted that AI regulations Mm -hmm. so right now you can get paid based on different rates on one case if you're writing original content you get a higher amount if you're adapting a other piece of intellectual property and ip so that's things like books to movies games to movies spin-off series you get paid a little bit less because technically there's already source material but what these companies have started doing is they bring on an ai to generate source material so that they then they can tell the writers we don't have to pay you as much. You're not writing originally. Mm-hmm. You're based off the source material. Correct. Writers That's, are kind um, wise to that and saying, we don't like that. No. Right. What? And that that is the difference between writing, writing, like you said, Brie, you get paid more. They have the or if they have the AI do it and bring you in, they have you do a rewrite, which you get paid less. Yep. And then there's a third step there, which is called a polish, which you get paid even less. So it's like, you know, the example could be, hey. Chat GPT, write a sitcom about three very successful black podcasters trying to make it in New York. <laughs> um, so now they have this script that Chat GPT has wrote, and they're just going to say, "Hey, D Town, can you come in as a writer and polish this for us?" Um, so it creates that type of problem. That's essentially what they're trying to circumvent. And yep. um, Bree, you're making making really good points. Um, go ahead, keep going, keep going. Uh, and then the last kind of big thing again, they have a bunch of points. You can see all of their regulations, rules, and what they're requesting on the WGA website. But what they want, and I totally agree with this, 
is success-based payments. So in general, you're paid for a service that then you cut it off. We've talked about this on the podcast before for things like even uh, the Demon Slayer movie, how much the original mangaka of Demon Slayer got paid despite the massive success of the movie. Instead, writers are starting to think, hey, if you make millions and millions or billions of dollars, I want to get paid based off of some of that success. I don't need a massive chunk, but I want a percentage. If you make over this amount, give me some back because I'm the one who put in the work into it. So to summarize that again, some of the main things, um, minimums for every episode that gets streamed instead of one shots, success-based payments, limiting AI, and they also have a few other things they're looking for based off of like credit, industry stuff. Um, Preserving the writer's room is also a huge one. Yeah, and... If I can, I kind of want to pick up right where you left off. Absolutely. I wanted to open that one up for you because I feel like you might have some good thoughts about that. Yeah, absolutely. So what I what I want people to understand about why the writer strike is happening um, is essentially payment has a lot to do with it. And typically, it's not like the music industry right now where it's like you get paid per stream. Um, there are very complex equations that go into how a writer and how an actor is paid out on streaming services. It has nothing to do with viewership, at least with Disney plus to the best of my knowledge. And this information comes from Jen D'Angelo, who is a writer on the front lines uh, with the writer strike. Um, She was a writer on Hocus Pocus too. Um, And the experience that she spoke to was that they potentially base it on number of subscribers Um, This could be done at the time, but it's a very complex equation. Um, Now, as a writer or an actor, if you get one of those checks from like these streaming platforms, you have to understand these streaming platforms are not very transparent with who's watching, how much is being watched, how long they're watching. So when they send you this check, it essentially just comes out of nowhere, out of the ether. Um, So if you're a member of the guild, you can go back and say, hey, can you audit this for me? This doesn't look right. Nine times out of 10, they're going to come back and tell you that this number looks correct. And that's largely based on what the streaming platforms are are, uh, reporting to them. So what I want to transition into next would be the writer's rooms. And um, before I go into that, does anybody have anything that they want to add on here? Or can I just keep going? Because I don't want to railroad you guys on your own pod. No, come on. Uh, Listen, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on. D, D, welcome home. (laughs) welcome home it's okay it's great it's great i'm loving it all right perfect so let's take a moment let's transition right here we're going to take uh take a turn because we've established essentially how they get paid what some of the strike is about um let's talk a little bit about writers rooms um you have to understand that first and foremost the way that sitcoms were produced in the past um was you spend your time doing the script for free You go into Hollywood and you try to pitch it to a studio to pick up. They shoot a pilot. They test the pilot against another uh, against an audience after they filmed it and stuff like that. And then after all of that, they determine if they're going to pick it up. Um, And you're paid pretty much once they say you're going to shoot the pilot. Even if they don't pick it up, they're going to pay you for the work that you've done. Right. What they're trying to do now, what these streaming platforms are trying to do is they're trying to cut cost and get a ton of free work out of writers. So. Um, 
what they're attempting to do is, hey, let's, you know, the process is, is the same. You spend your time working on your life's work. You go into Hollywood, you pitch it to these studios. What they do at that point is they say, wow, this is really good. This is a really good looking pilot. I tell you what, um, hey, go back, write us 10 more episodes of this because we want to see how it looks. Oh, and by the way, what we're going to do is we're going to give you three weeks to write this and five writers. So what they're going to do is they're going to pay you essentially for your time, but at a fraction of the cost. And this is where the disparity comes into play. They're going to give you, they're going to have, give you a budget to hire maybe three to five writers, right? Something along those lines. But a lot of these writing rooms in the past have been upward bounds of 10 to 12 people. So not only are you writing the entire series for them, but you're doing the work of two or three people and it's not guaranteed this is going to get picked up. So you do all of this writing. They say, wow, this looks good. We're going to get back to you. And a lot of times it doesn't go into production. And because you've done this for a studio, you can't take this to the next studio and continue to write this and pitch this series. So I believe the term is mini writer's room is what they're calling them. Um, it's an effort by the streaming platforms to cut cost to maximize profitability. And I'll go into that in a moment, but Bree, is that on par with some of the stuff that you guys have researched? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I actually have their requirements up now um, just to give people an idea of what they're asking for. Like you said, Writer's Room used to be 10, 12 plus people. So if you think of your favorite series that might've been ongoing, that's a lot, dozens if not hundreds of episodes, and you need to bring in more manpower so that it stays fresh and creative. So what they were asking for is in a pre-greenlit room before the show is like officially guaranteed to air, a minimum of six writers. And then once the show is going, you want one writer per episode. And then when you get additional episodes, say 10, 20, so one additional writer for every two, but a max of 12. So again, the math is kind of complicated. They even like give an example on their uh, demands website to show like how this kind of thing would work out, but top up to 12 writers, they're not asking for anything crazy. Mm -hmm. And but as of at least when this was updated, their proposal was eject rejected and there has been no counter offers Yo, given. Did you see? Rejected, no counter offers. It's everything, really kind of heartbreaking. Non -starter. Yeah, you if you look at it, how many of their requests rejected, no counter offer made. They they refuse to make a counter offer. Refuse to make a counter offer. Here's a counter offer, but it's almost insulting. There is a section on their demands that I believe says basic dignity and respect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and right under it, it says denied. I bullshit you not. It's like some stuff in between there, yeah. right? I mean, but if we read between the lines, they are denied basic respect and dignity. I'm yeah. look it up. Look it up. Yeah. So minimal staff, moment? can I get 10 Basically. weeks of work? No, we no. can't even offer you what we'd offer a contractor. Okay. Uh, minimum assistance. So I'm not doing the job of like 15 people. Rejected. Minimum paid. Rejected. Seeing the headlines with some of the quotes coming out of some of these CEOs and like you know, rich folk in Hollywood just saying like, yeah, we're just going to wait till they lose their houses and homes and then they'll talk to us. It's like, what? We're while you're sitting in, in a yacht, you're making, just like, it's eh, you know, eventually somebody will take the job. 
Yo, Eventually they will be hungry enough. That's crazy. And you're making these statements while you're sitting on your fucking yacht. Like you yeah. yo, <laughs> it's just crazy to me. It's just it's just ridiculous. But um Can I can I pose a question? Yes. What do you guys think is going to happen to these shows? And we're starting to see it now, but what do you think is gonna happen to these shows if they're only allowing two or three writers to write 10 episodes, 10 one hour episodes? How do you think that's going to impact the quality of the show? Oh, it's gonna suck. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's, it's going to suck. We're gonna have series that's like we're gonna have 55 different Game of Thrones endings. And here's that's a, that's a point. That's that's a point. Here's here's why it's important to know that. Because these streaming platforms do not care if the show is good or not. Quantity mm. over quality. As long as they can announce, yo, five new series are mm-hmm. coming next week, mm-hmm. 13 more episodes coming now, it'll keep people around to at least try it. Indeed. There's not a huge impulse to get high quality shows when you can make do with low quality repeated ones. So that's why we get a lot of trash TV. I adore trash TV, but you're seeing a lot of Love Islands, The Ultimatums, Too Hot to Handle. Love and related. (laughs) Well, let's 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 dive. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bree. Oh no, that's all I was saying. Like you already see quality dropping in a lot of these streaming platforms because there's a lot of garbage on them that you just watch because you have free time. There's a few great ones, especially if they're experimental, but with this strike, with the people who really care about producing quality content, refusing to work under inhumane conditions. Well, let's let's take a step. You're absolutely right. And I want to piggyback on that because what you pointed out is we're we're starting to see a lot of reality TV mm-hmm. and. I want to take you back to 2007 because now I want to get and and listen, if I'm skipping over some other key points, let me know, because I'm about to get into the head assery of all of this shit, like head cannon and what I think is going to happen <laughs> and what all this means. Wait, think, you're talking about 2007. Wasn't that their last strike? That, yeah, yes, that was the last strike. That was the last writer strike. And the one before that was in 1984. Um, mm. The one in 84 was essentially over VHS, right? The one in 80, it was essentially... You guys are moving into this new medium. You guys are selling videos. How are we supposed to get paid? We don't have this worked out. That's why they struck. It's an issue every time we get a new piece of technology. So I think the AI is what's really, really streaming. And then the AI was the final straw on the camel's back. Yes, because in 07, it was about DVD releases and Mm. also the internet. Yeah. So now we're seeing that essentially streaming has come about. They don't have a plan for it. And that's why we're here today. But again, let me take you back to 2007, what it is you're going to see and why these streaming platforms can pretty much hold out for as long as they want to. They have the formula. This is this happened less than 20 years ago. What you do in 2007, what did we see a ramp up of? We've seen a ramp up of reality TV. You got your Rock of Loves, your House of Loves, mm. a shot of flavor mm. love. love. Yep. Jersey Shore. I love New York. I love money. Exactly. Oh yeah, yes. that's my shit. That's my so, shit. So they know how to essentially survive. We're gonna do reality TV because it's super cheap and easy to make. We're just gonna give these guys fifteen hundred dollars an episode um, for ten episodes. And then that's it. That's all we really need. But what you're also going to see, they're going to place a focus on sports related content because sports never go away. Mm -hmm. They're going to double down on their podcasting division, like rehashing podcasting. 
They're going mm -hmm. to start to bring in shows from overseas. More shit like Squid Game is going to start to pop up all over these uh, platforms. Oh, um, no, they're not going to do that anymore because it looks like there's a strike going over there, too. It looks like Netflix is not playing their, <laughs> they're not paying their Korean actors and they have a hey, big, hey, that, that shit is crazy. And that's okay because there's like 175 different other countries in the yeah. world producing I film. started to notice that they mm. start bringing in uh, like Thai the stuff. Thai. A lot yeah. of Thai dramas are really <laughs> Like Thai off. and Chinese stuff are starting to kick in. More Spanish language stuff. They fire. They fire. They Especially because they've really done great with their uh, simultaneous dubs coming out. Because the oh, scary yeah. thing about this, what you're mentioning, D-Town, is that it'll work. It'll oh, work yeah. so well. Yeah. I am addicted to this trash. It is my cocaine. I snorted up every time I get a new season of garbage. It's right. I fully recognize these shows are terrible and stupid, and I love it. Give me another season of random baking competitions. Another you know season of random. Uh, they've gotten clever with the baking. Is it cake too? Is it lava or no? So, Escape the, the lava. lava. The floor is lava. You know so cheap as hell to make. Easily addictive to keep my subscription money. It will work. And that's let me tell you something. I was wondering why she came into DreamCon with that pinky, um, that pinky nail mad long. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, Brie. That, that, no, that, that is. Queer love. <laughs> oh my God. Are you guys watching Hootie, Hoochie Daddies on TV? Oh my God, not Hoochie Daddies. <laughs> what? What is that? I just hooked up myself. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it short, sweet, and hard to beat. Hoochie Daddies it. is a sh is a show <laughs> about lesbians uh, competing. Mm -hmm. It's it's a bunch of studs competing for a Hoochie Daddies chain and a trip. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. I love it. It's so dramatic too. But two B, when I tell you two E, be killing it. <laughs> two B be oh, killing man. it when it. But it's so but low so, budget, but it's hilarious. Uh, but let me let me ask you guys. Let me tell. Let me make this statement because again, we're we're talking about mm -hmm. how these guys can afford to hold out right. for so long. Completely. Mm -hmm. Let me pose. Mm -hmm. Let me pose a hypothetical. Right. Mm -hmm. What you, what you gonna do when they drop Family Matters on Netflix? What you gonna do when they drop Martin on Netflix? You know what? I mean? Like these guys have access. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, but case in yeah. point, they have these streaming services have such a vast access to previous works and previous catalogs yeah. that they can essentially coast the next couple of years just off of nostalgia alone. Because nostalgia that is at an all-time high right now. Yo, mm -hmm. When they dropped Powerpuff Girls onto Netflix, done. So mm -hmm. now it's super current. People love watching this old 2000 stuff coming back. It'll pop up on, um, what's it called, TikTok immediately. Uh, X mm -hmm. as it's now. That's so stupid. <laughs> I, mean, I won't. It's Twitter. old Twitter. Old Twitter. Oh man. Will like go ham for it because nostalgia is in. All they have to do is get a one-time payment of uh, licensing rights to an old show, mm -hmm. and those people who are out so of it will happily sell. Exactly. Exactly. Can I take a step back in this conversation very briefly? Because I think that this is important for us not to skip over. Um, we talked about the simul dubs that are occurring, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Those have not stopped. There's a new dubbed episode of Jujutsu Kaisen. There's like four or five episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen dubbed since the writer strike and the actor strike has occurred. And I want people to revisit the episode that we had here on the Black Robin podcast on October 3rd of 2022. 
This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> no, no, because see, I'm doing two things here. I'm trying to make a point, but also I'm trying <laughs> okay, I'm to get sorry. people to go. No, no, no. I'm trying to get people to go back and just go through you guys' catalog to run those numbers up, but still, <laughs> still, appreciate that. still. Um dubbed voice actors are contracted. They're not unionized. Mm -hmm. So they're not participating. Many of them aren't participating in the strike because it doesn't impact how they make their money. We had a huge conversation about how Crunchyroll just refused to unionize. And the end result was the voice actor, I believe his name was Kyle from Mob Psycho 100, exactly. did not come back for season three right. because he had, he had unionized. And they were like, nah, fuck that. Get the fuck out of here, mm -hmm. man. So I want... I want I know we have anime fans that are listening like, how does this impact? It's like, well, you're still going to get your dubs. And that's a part of why these streaming platforms can hold out for so long. And this long. is why it, we always say sub is best. Like, come <laughs> on, stop. Stop. But stop. it's still importing this content from overseas because mm. when in need, we'll just go to a country that's not striking. And yeah. I feel mm. like even though, yeah, like I said, WGA, Writers Guild of America, is very America-centric. Other countries around the world are watching. Other writers around the world are watching and thinking, what's going to happen to them? Because anyone who dreams of either working in Hollywood or working in their own like film, television, entertainment capitals are now thinking about their own futures and wondering, what will I do? I can maybe come over here and cut the lines of the strike. I could maybe buckle down, stand in solidar solidarity. What will happen in my own country to our writers? So the entire status of writers is once again at question globally across all works, because if this writer strike fails, there's going to be a massive echo effect because now around the world, they'll also see, oh, all we have to do is wait these suckers mm -hmm. out. They need to eat mm -hmm. eventually. They need roofs over mm -hmm. their head and they mm -hmm. won't be able to afford it. I mean, yes, in the short term, I think they would win that. But what I think would end up happening is the job of being a writer would start to look like the job of being like waitstaff. Like, not mm -hmm. to shit on waitstaff, but their contracts are terrible. Like, $2 an hour. Like, you work on tips and well, that your boss can technically take from you. This is what mm -hmm. the writer's job is going to start to look like. Like, they're coming out saying, like, yo, we can't even, like, make the minimum per year to get health insurance. And it's like, why would I ever? Like, unless I'm absolutely starving, I'm not taking that job. Like, especially not long term. Like, so the quality of writers is going to get worse and worse because no one's going to make that a lifetime profession. It's just going to be kind of like another gig economy type type thing. You just jump on, do so, a few shows, and then never look at it again. So let me – and I just want to piggyback on that because, again, not shitting on waitstaff. Right? No, not you at know, all. It was just – I wish they would strike. <laughs> get right, right. For that. I mean – but, you know, historically, if you look at the data and how the industry works, they typically historically underpaid for the amount of hard work that they're doing for you to be a writer. OK, let's where all let me let me do this. Let's walk this down. All right. Where are all the writing jobs at? L.A. L.A. Ooh, how much? Sorry. Mm -hmm. As the resident right. Californian here, got me a little proud. I was like, hey, OK, cool. So you can you can hang with me on this one then. Um Average writer salary, anywhere between 42000 
$79,000 per year. If and they that's can if get on a project a because it's also incredibly yeah. insecure. Almost everything in the Hollywood entertainment mm-hmm. industry, vastly insecure. You have to hop on project to project and it's incredibly nepotism based. You got to know someone to get project to project. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to break in. It's hard to build yourself. Mm-hmm. And then even once you're built, you got to be lucky or else you can go four or five, six months at a time without finding something new. Absolutely. The rent in LA <laughs> on average. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I can't help but choke. So, no, but I mean, now you see what we're talking about here. Yeah. I, I th- I'm taking a look at something that says on average it's $4,000 a month in some right. instances. Yeah. That's your entire check. If you were making $79,000, that's probably going to be like a plurality of your check. I'm not, I don't have a calculator in front of me, but there's not really much for you to do anything else other than pay rent off of that. So if you're not working consistently and you're relying on residuals from the shows to get by, but none of the, right. But see, the thing is, typically with the old TV model, Shows like Seinfeld, if you hit 100 episodes, you go into syndication. Now you go from being on just NBC. Now you're on NBC, TBS, TNT, uh, MTV, all of that stuff. So you're getting that residual check. These streaming services are not producing 25 episode seasons. They're not syndicating their content. They're doing this on purpose. This is why Insecure is only eight episodes. This is why Ozark is only- Yeah. A season on Netflix is now six to eight episodes. You're really lucky Mm -hmm. if you hit 10 for a series. And it's not a coincidence. It's not just, Mm -hmm. oh, the writers thought they could finish in this time. It's no. Netflix said, I'm giving you this long and nothing else. You better wrap this up, figure it out, cut it out, because that's all we're paying you for. So these kind Mm -hmm. of mini series. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because again, the focus isn't, on quality the focus is on viewer retention as long as they can keep you watching from this episode to the next episode that's all that matters it doesn't have to make sense all they want to know they just they're just trying to keep you there they're just trying to keep eyes on the platform because that's essentially what they try to report on to show their value um you know what real quick i just want to say this um the crazy shit right even if you're on a project, that could be the only project you have for that year. Mm-hmm. And even if that is the project that you have for that year, say, for instance, your show is successful. Um, shout out to Tar- Taraji B. Henson. She did say something about, even though she's not a writer, but think about the breakdown that she had to do when she was on Benjamin Button. And I think that was her major, her first major gig, right? So mm-hmm. she got $150,000, right? 10% of that mm-hmm. goes to Uncle Sam. And she says $75,000, which was like 30%, went to her team. This is her agent that got her the job. And whoever helps her to maintain her image, market, make sure she gets on time for, for, like, she had a little small-ass trailer. Like, she really, Mm -hmm. and and people were like, oh, wow, she made this much? None of that. She only was able (laughs) to come back with, like, maybe... Uh, I don't know, like after all that. And then that she said was went to her son's yeah. tuition. Cool. Mm-hmm. And that was it. As big yeah. as that movie was. And this is her being an actress in that movie. Think about the writers. Some writers don't even have the privilege to have more than one project 
for that year. Mm-hmm. And remember, mm-hmm. um, rent is monthly, you know, and um, it just so happens I have to eat every day and other utilities as well. Come on, you're being kind of greedy. I mean, no, there was I like a rice. pandemic and rent was I still like good. Until nah, I like rice. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm Haitian. I like my rice. I like my grill. I like, some, I like <laughs> spicy foods. I like every day. So to, to think about how this actually works, this is not like, okay, you got a project. Okay, fine. I'll book the next project. I'll book the You sometimes you don't even have their energy to work on multiple projects. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes these projects take place at the same damn time. And if you're not present, you don't get paid. And sometimes mm-hmm. Like you from perfect example, Game of Thrones, right? Those guys, those writers who this season, who did the last <laughs> season, right? We all know they rushed that season and massacred that season. Why? Because they had to deal with Disney, right? Yeah. But here's what happened. They fucked up Game of Thrones so bad that Disney said, nah, we're done. They did all that. Mm-hmm. Rush the show just so they can hop on a new project because it was like, okay, cool. Let's just, I'm ready for some new. And look what they did. So it's not like you can, and, and, and I respect the hustle. I get it. You're like, all right, cool. Fuck the fans. I'm trying to get this next check. You know what I mean? I, I need to make sure I'm getting shit in my wallet. So I understand mm-hmm. that. But for, for some writers, I would, ha- I would have to say majority of writers, some of them don't have that. Uh, um, that grace, that pleasure to actually that 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 privilege to actually have more than multiple, like more than one multiple projects going on at the same time, and can be present for them, and still have the same energy to produce quality content for each project that's presented to them. Sometimes Indeed. it could be year, it could be months to a, to years before you even get a call for anything. There are writers. It's a doggy dog world. For every one project, there's probably like 500 other writers that be like, I got something for this. It's all about who Getting you know, too. Getting turned out of UCLA every year. A See? new batch, fresh graduates, sometimes fresh ideas coming through, mm-hmm. and they're always hungry to take any position. So it's also the issue, the higher up you get, the more you produce, doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily guarantee the same returns. It doesn't guarantee that you will have a spot on the next project. No. So why would I hire you when I can hire this new young blood coming out? No. Or well, a quarter yes. of the price. Right. There's two things that I want to to kind of tack on to that. I'm sorry, Derby. Did you have something you wanted to say? I'm oh, sorry. No, 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 go for it, man. Okay. Um, there's two things that I wanted to say. I wanted to say one, and I guess I'm going to tie this back into the mini writers room mm-hmm. um, concept. Again, I heard uh, Jen D'Angelo speak about this um, with the mini writers room. Since the show is not greenlit and they're asking you to write ten episodes they're paying everyone the same. So if Patty has been in this industry for 20 years, Derby has been in this industry for 30 years, Bree has been in this industry for 25 years, but they bring me on as a newbie, they're going to pay they're not going to pay you guys based on your experience. Mm-hmm. They're going to pay you guys based on this is the rate that we've set. Everyone's making the same thing. And more than likely, it's going to be at the rate that I'm comfortable with because I'm a new guy. Not if we but jump you. you. <laughs> right. but no, 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 that's the, that's the, no, that's the finesse. That's the finesse. The finesse is we don't want to pay you what you're worth. It's such a competitive space that you need the work. You may not have had, it's been 20 or 30 years for you, but you need a hit this year. Mm-hmm. 
They know these people are desperate for this. So you might just take the job for the sake of keeping the lights on and keeping the yep. food on the table. You're not happy with it. So yes, you can beat my ass, but there are going to be five or six or seven other writers lined up ready to take your place for that price. Mm. Uh, the second thing I'll say is tying it back into, again, listening to G Jen D'Angelo talk about Hocus Pocus 2 and her experience with Disney+. Plus. She said she questioned the check. The reason the check came back so small for Hocus Pocus 2 was because, one, it's not a theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Two, two, they classified it as a made-for-TV movie. With them classifying it as a made-for-TV movie, you're not going to see the type of residuals that you would see for a theatrical release. They're smart. They wanted to keep that it's, money. Streaming mm -hmm. platforms are finessing actors and writers. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. So I, I don't know if we had any more points we wanted to get into, but I want to talk kind of talk into get into the head assery of everything. Not what the head assery. You know, because look, this is I think we've this is what the people come here for, I imagine. <laughs> they we've given them the facts. What do you guys think is going to happen? More anime. I'm going to tell you why. Japan is like <laughs> laughing at us right now. Talking about, fuck y'all. We've been doing this for years. We don't pay nobody. We going to make sure we get this content going. There's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of anime content. It's going to be a lot of um, um, uh, mangas being pushed out. Not just so anime, sure. but imported content. Japan and I love so it. Sure I love it. They can keep mistreating their uh, workers. Sorry. That Zom 100 got greenlit it's for so, multiple so kind of releases, and they're like, it's "Yes, so no one's gonna do a damn thing about it." It's true. Yeah, we'll it's work true. on this job about overworking your employees, and yeah, mm -hmm. you're still gonna show up to work tomorrow morning. I would be surprised if all the writers went into a went into a lab and was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna do a project where we." Um, poison everybody, everybody's fucking zombies. I'd rather be zombies than work for this fucking right. <laughs> than work for this fucking studio. I wouldn't be surprised. No. And you know what? Wait. I watch it. <laughs> if that was like we watch it now. But I'm like, it's really fucked up. It's it's really fucked up. I'm sorry, we go ahead. I think yeah, it's a sign no, of I, how desperate these writers are that they made the strike in the first place, where they know these companies have all the leverage in the world to say, that's okay. We don't need you. They know the companies can find resources from other seas. They know the companies can find people willing to, you know, break the strike. And yet in the end, they decided we're at a dead end. It's die or die. So might as well die fighting. Yeah. They're going out with it. So it's a very scary time for them, but also shows a lot of determination on their part for sticking this out. I respect that. And all the writers, and not just the writers, but all the people who are standing in solidarity. Because I know the Actors Guild has been like openly standing in solidarity with the writers. So a lot of them might not be taking on new work. Um, people who want to join, is it SAG instead of WGA? Yeah, I think it's SAG for the... Um, Screen Actors yeah, Guild. Yeah, Screen Actors Guild. Um, a lot of influencers are standing in solidarity. I don't necessarily know how helpful that is i mean well, like yeah Dwayne... standing and vocally being in solidarity but um for example i know the wga said hey people there's no need to boycott movies still go to the theater still enjoy they've openly mm -hmm. said if you are contracted to fulfill some duty do it don't get yourself in trouble finish out your mm -hmm. contracts there's no need to strike um so for people who aren't directly wga it's hard to tell what we should or should not be doing in order to really show support 
And, you know, in, in the previous episode I was on with you guys, I always think it's important to look to the oppressed party mm -hmm. for them to give us guidance and direction on how they would like to be supported. Um, I, for, what I'm seeing is pretty much in alignment with Brie. It's pretty much everything is everything, but do not scab us. You know what I mean? Um, and that's primarily what it is. But I'm going to I'm going to get into some head assery. I'm going to throw some hot takes out there. <laughs> I'm, going to explain, I'm going to explain them, but I want you guys to stick with me. <laughs> Just like Drake was hiding a child. These streaming platforms are hiding their numbers. Oh yeah, most, <laughs> most definitely. What maliciously hiding their numbers to screw over the people who contribute to the services they get profitable off of? No, <laughs> Disney, Netflix, listen. Max. <laughs> let's not Max. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. This is how I feel like I know they're hiding their numbers because of some things that I read. Listen, let's start with Max. We'll use them as an example. Right. What were they prior to this HBO Max right before they became HBO Max or right when they dropped, you know, during the pandemic, movies couldn't get released. Guess what they ended up doing? Making that deal with Warner. Right. It's my understanding and don't quote me on this, but it's my understanding that they ran into some financial issues where they would were to pay out Warner Brothers for like the residuals for streaming and shit like that. They could not do that, so they sold to Discovery. So this is going to be some of the iterations that you guys are going to see with these streaming platforms. They're going to change hands. They're going to move back and forth. They're going to be rebranded, things like that, because they don't have the money to pay out what they're, they're paying. Here's taking a step back, right? Looking at traditional television. Traditional television makes its money off of advertising. Box office makes its money off of ticket sales. It's my understanding that streaming platforms are making its money off of subscribers. It's not make. And if you look at Netflix as well, they're not advertising. They're not like a Hulu or a Peacock no. where you're getting commercials. That's why they're supposedly doing this um, password share and crackdown because their That's fresh ad or their fresh revenue comes in from adding new subscribers and maintaining old subscribers. So to constantly increase, the they need new people to sign up. I think they do want to get an ad tier as well. They they they're gonna have mm -hmm. to. That's gonna that's one of the things that I have listed down on my screen in front of me that's going to happen. All of these guys are going to switch to ads if they're not if they don't have ads already. Because here's here's why the corporations, okay, and I'm not playing devil's advocate. I wanna let you guys know exactly what the fuck is going on <laughs> and why this shit is so despicable. These corporations cannot take this L. If they are to take this L, they're going to have to open up their books. They're going to have to be transparent. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to show everybody what's behind the curtain. And you want to know what's behind the curtain? Fucking nothing. Yeah. It's nothing back there. Listen, what these guys are doing is they're shuffling these papers around. There's not as much money floating around in these streaming platforms as people initially thought. So it's going to make their shareholders in the... P it's going to make people look and go, what the fuck is going on? What is this? It does, and see, here's the thing. Everyone has a boss. 
So this shit can only go on for so long before people start to see that it's not profitable, where we're going to move into the next phase of this thing, mm -hmm. right? If they win, if they have to open up their books. And let me question you there, because what is after streaming? So at the same time, we're saying there's nothing behind it, but do you want streaming to meet its end? I mean, it's already starting to disillusion us a little bit. All of the different mm -hmm. platforms, content constantly being dropped, picked up by somewhere else, licensed for here, licensed for there, and the constantly increasing subscription prices. It can't go on forever. Mm -hmm. For example, how much are you willing to pay for Disney Plus? At what point is it not worth having anymore? Netflix is quickly hitting that bar as well. But what do we do mm -hmm. after streaming? I don't really we know if there's any alternative. <laughs> My man said books. <laughs> <laughs> that was back 200 years. Hey. <laughs> some good books out uh, there I haven't read you know, yet, you know? <laughs> you know what no one's questioning? Like, you see, Netflix was always known as the great place to work for. I heard that their employees have great insurance. They take care of everybody. And, and, and the pay is amazing. It's kind of weird for them to treat their writers and just be like, okay, you know what? All of a sudden now, they're like, fuck you, pay me. Not I mean, fuck you, uh, give me my money. Like give me give me all your give me all your shit and I'll mean, give you a quarter. This is a sensitive topic, and I'm going to say this just to paint a picture. I don't mean any disrespect by this. But if you look at the response to Dave Chappelle and his stand-ups and how the Netflix employees responded to that, I can promise you that does not seem like a happy place to work. Mm. It's it seems like people there are not happy and they're upset and they are frustrated. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. I feel you. But can, can I take a step back? Cause I want to answer Bree's question. Mm. What's next? What's what's next after streaming? And I'm just going to dive deeper into my head cannon. Um, you said, you know, there's going to come an inflection point. You can only charge but so much for Netflix. You can only charge but so much for Disney+. Plus. Here's the thing. They're going to keep raising those prices because that's how they're making their money. But what you're going to see, once it has been proven that these guys are just shuffling papers around, just shuffling numbers around, just look, it, it, what they're doing is trying to look busy when their boss comes <laughs> in, right? Oh, so they're supervisors. That's all okay, got you. Yeah, that just keep that just keep that in mind. You know, when your supervisor comes in, you want to look busy, you want to look like you're doing Pretty something, much. but you're not really productive, you're not really doing nothing, right? It's the same thing with these companies. So, what's going to happen when they peel the curtain back and they see that there's not a lot of money in here? You're going to see the selling or consolidation of a lot of these streaming platforms. Just like how we seen with Max when it was uh sold to Discovery, yeah. right? Once they realize that these people, that these companies aren't as profitable, we're going to come down to just a handful of them because you can only lose so much. You can only hemorrhage money and lose money, but so much before they're like, we have to find another way. And I think they're going to consolidate, cut the cord, cut their losses. We're only going to have a handful of streaming platforms. We're going to have more than likely Netflix. Who is it? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Netflix, but Disney, Netflix. Disney will survive. Yes. yes. I don't, you know what? Let me, let me, let me pivot with Disney because, yo, let me talk about my really? boy Bob Iger. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy Bob 
your boy Bob Iger is the biggest tell of what's going on <laughs> with streaming platforms right now. You guys are all Marvel fans. You guys have seen these shows. You guys have seen the feedback and the discussion around these shows. Mm -hmm. Let me. Who's watching She-Hulk? I tried. Okay. Didn't finish I, it? I literally had one episode left and I just couldn't be bothered to. Okay. Who's watching Secret Invasion? Ooh. <laughs> you know. See, the black person in me wants to say yes, but after my husband was okay. so disappointed, I said, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, oh, I was like... waiting like four episodes and I heard terrible so, things. All right. Yeah, it was nothing okay. good. Nothing good. Sorry, Samuel L. Jackson. So, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Because I don't think it's Samuel L. Jackson's fault. But there is something to be said when Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, who has spent so much money on these Marvel properties and these Star Wars properties, says, we're going to scale back on this because we think that it's having a negative impact on our performance. Some of the shows and the movies just aren't performing well. Mm -hmm. And for the life of me, no disrespect but Ant-Man wasn't popping when I was a kid. How this nigga got a movie and is crushing shit. The fact that uh, Disney made people care about Ant-Man is nothing shy of a Christmas fucking <laughs> And listen, I'm sure the movies are good. Shout outs to Jack Rudd, Jake Rudd, whatever his All name is. <laughs> Thank you. I was close. I was you close. Get Four letters. <laughs> but but the thing is, these are billion-dollar movies, right? Million-dollar movies, excuse me. They're not Avatar. Million-dollar movies in a billion-dollar industry. Disney is also trying to figure out what to do with ESPN. I think they're trying to sell that but off. But ESPN never has any good sports. But Anytime I'm trying to thing. watch something, it's not on ESPN, though. Facts. Facts, facts. This is what's going to happen because this is this kind of ties back into my overarching point with what's going to happen with streaming, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They're going to begin to place a focus on quality. They Bob Iger is realizing that we've invested all this money into these shows and they're cheapening the brand. They're not performing the way we want them to perform. And it's also causing dips in performance and interest in other areas. Um, I just lost my fucking point. That well, time. I also see uh, part of what makes them dial back is all of these streaming platforms are simultaneously realizing, oh shit, the pandemic's over. Because we saw this across all tech companies. As soon as people were staying inside, they threw money at these platforms, at these shows, because this is what people watch. They'll hire, they'll make a bunch of new content. And now the pandemic's over. It's been officially announced, done. Yeah. Uh, people are going outside doing stuff, but they're still not really going back to movie theaters to the same numbers. But they're also not just streaming at the same numbers. So all of these streaming companies realized, oh, crap, we overreached ourselves. All that money mm -hmm. Disney threw into these Marvel series, these big budget shows, really fancy things. It's not giving the returns they thought they would because they miscalculated. Right. And part of their miscalculation is simply they just overcharged on things. Because a lot of these things are worth money, just not as much as they're telling me. Listen, I 
Megan the Stallion twerking in a courtroom could not save She Hulk. Yeah, that is well. <laughs> this it should have, in no disrespect to She, I know there are fans out there, and I know people are like, "Oh, well, it was a good show. It was supposed to be funny." The point is this: it it flopped. was not. It didn't. It, it did not perform the way they wanted no. it to perform. No. And this is aside from the criticism of the show. It just they're kicking out some shows that are absolute stinkers that aren't fun to watch mm -hmm. that's it. they're kicking out some movies that are absolute stinkers that are just not fun to watch and when you see the ceo publicly acknowledge like yeah we're seeing some dips in performance so we're going to scale back in some areas mm -hmm. that lets you know the money ain't there like like they think it is you know what i mean because if it was um, we would get a squirrel girl um, fucking show. You know what I mean? Yeah, but another thing too that I want to say, like what, what 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 people don't realize when you see all these characters being pulled from Marvel's hat that you haven't seen in a minute, you're like, damn, I didn't even remember this motherfucker. It's because it's cheaper to take these no name characters and 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 create a story to make them relevant. Because number one, if they don't really have a a, a sustainable backstory. We can always rewrite it. Number two, damn, I don't have to fight for this character because nobody's picked on it and it's not on a different studio. Like, I don't have to fight Fox. I don't have to fight this. As a random character, boom. I'm just taking, I'm just taking this and, and make them relevant into this Marvel universe, which these characters will usually just be side characters in the comic. And if they, they, they're not even lucky enough to even have their own strip, their own comic strip. Like their own series, oh, yeah. some of them, and if they do, it's probably like five issues, and that's it. So, that's so I it. think that's, that's what, I, I think it's it, it is the lack of money, and and there were so many things that they could do to actually make this work, but because of the lack of respect for writers, right? Because I feel like you can't take a character that we haven't been thinking about for more than ten years and make them fucking relevant. I mean, right? as D Town said, like they did it with fans, but like it can yeah. be done, right? Like, but we're on. getting fatigue as well. I think, D-Town, I really hope your idea that it'll become more of a turn back to quality will come true. Because they keep throwing money at these IPs, already established characters. And yeah, they go with the minor ones they can revamp, but they're still feeding it into the Marvel circle. Mm -hmm. I want them to finally let those go and turn to the cheap option was to get someone new with an idea and see it through. Mm-hmm. Give someone a mm -hmm. shot. We haven't heard of this before. We can pick it up cheap and actually judge, is this show going to be something worth watching? Instead of just going, oh, yeah, yeah, we've all heard of this title. Let's toss it on screen. Because we're all getting yeah. fatigued. All these new announcements, it's like, yeah, that's based yeah. off of a video, video game, comic, already established yeah. franchise. We don't need another Lord of the Rings spinoff. Yeah. And I think, and you know, I, I try and look at it objectively, right? I understand everything isn't for us, right? But I feel that a lot of these platforms look at us as audience, as an audience in general, regardless of race, religion, politics, or whatever. They look at us as numbers. And you want to know what they think of us? They think we're fucking stupid. But we are. They, they, no, but they think we can't tell what bad TV is. And just like Derby <laughs> says, and just like Patty said, just like Bree said, at some point in time, there was something that was so bad in some of these Marvel shows that we just tapped out. And that's not like we it. just couldn't. No, nah, we just, listen. 
we've I'm gonna tell you this. I'm such a big fucking Marvel fan that I will sit there and make an excuse for a bad series. I'm like, nah, they made this to open up for the next character that's in the credits. That they prepped you for that. Still, no? <laughs> I made up so many fucking lies because at this point, like Marvel has Marvel has been a staple in my childhood. I and I made excuses. I made excuses. So I think, yeah, we're totally stupid. I sat there and made an excuse for a whole fucking series. It's like, oh, no, nah, they're building us up for something more. I sat there and made an excuse for Miss Marvel just so she can be in the last fucking movie for the, for the, next, for the last five minutes. They gave this bitch a whole two hours just so we could see her at Endgame for the last five. Bitch, like, it's, it's, I made excuses. Yes, I have. But I feel like now, I don't know. I got, I got, I got, I got a bookshelf. So it's like wherever got, this goes, I can do. <laughs> you know, that's the. You know, we 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 read. You know, if we want yeah. quiet, we know the real, we know the real value of writers. You know, we support them. Let Barnes me. and Nobles know that. I tell you, Susan knows I'm, my name. So it's like, I'm go. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go for it. Go for it. No, no, no. I I, I said it. I said it. Uh, go. For, okay. Worst case scenario mm-hmm. in all of this. Yeah. Okay. Streaming companies lose. Mm-hmm. They're forced to open up their books. And actors and writers find out that they are being paid accurately based off of the models. You think place. so? Yo, D. Because no, they're saying that's the worst because, case scenario. Worst case. Worst okay. Case, worst case. Okay. Worst case. Because I suspect. That they don't have the money there that people think they have. There. Nah, D-Town. I'm a, okay. Okay, I heard you. I hear you. So what you what what one of the last one of the last things that you're gonna see? All of these streaming platforms are going to come with commercials embedded in them off the Rippington. You're gonna have to pay thirty bucks a month to get rid of commercials. Listen, I don't mind the commercials. Table. Bring the. I mean, it's fine. Just bring the caveman back. You remember the guy called commercial? I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah. cool. If you commercials used to be bomb, they used to be bomb. <laughs> but here's the thing: I don't think they don't have money. They want you to think they don't have money. There's no way you could sit here and fucking diss me while you on your yacht on well, Twitter. You I mean, know you got bread. I mean, rich people always play a weird game with money, where it's just them borrowing money, and it just mm. doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Who doesn't Here, understand that life? Mm. Here's why I say I don't think they have money. And I'll use Netflix for this example, Mm -hmm. right? Netflix versus traditional TV. I'll keep it super simple. Traditional TV, broadcast TV, they're able to make money because they're selling advertisements. They have slots where people are paying millions upon millions to advertise. Case in point, the Super Bowl, right? We see how big commercials are at that time. Like a billion a slot? (laughs) Correct, correct. So it's huge, right? That's how... So that's how they're able, the stations and the networks are able to make money. Mm-hmm. That's how they're able to green light these things, et cetera, et cetera. Netflix is running off of subscriptions. Mm-hmm. $20 a month from a user. What do you mean from a user? This is not me. This is not <laughs> me and your cousin. This is, this is this is this is a million like I mean, regardless of the shares they're listen, making bread yo don't they're not because the wait wait hear me out don't tell me they're not because i'm able to see a notifications of all these new series that they got coming we get in all these animes not even animes they have series that they have under their belts that's not foreign 
right? Mm-hmm. Castlevania is not foreign. That's their shit. You know, mm. they're able to produce all these shows. Don't tell me they're not making bread. They're not poor. They're not poor. Not they got bread. They hiding this I'm shit. Not... That shit is in a Swiss island somewhere. <laughs> they, I know they got money. Don't tell me they don't got money. What are you, IRS? <laughs> no. No, no. I'm not, listen, let's, 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 Let me see let's refine this. Let's refine, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's refine this a little bit because I am not saying mm-hmm. that they don't have money. Mm-hmm. I am saying they're not making as much money as people think they are making. So Did you see the production pe- of One Piece? Do you see how big the going Mary is in Africa? Like, don't and tell they, me that. But, but, but that's part but of them not making that money. Out. No, yeah, you need to spend a lot to get first that. All, and they're no not getting the No, 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 no. First of all, no one's told, nobody asked for that. Nobody asked for that. No. If you spending bread like that, because you have it, I don't, I don't care what you're saying. You have like, it. Nah, no, because they're desperate. Why One Piece? Why One Piece? One of it's, the greatest selling manga of all time. Because they're stupid. Age where they know anime is on the rise. Because they're stupid. Come on now. It's, stupid. it's bold of... to take on, but it's a desperate move to get One Piece fans. No, you let, me, let me land this ship. A <laughs> lot of money going out. A lot of money going out on these productions. Yes. No advertising, no advertising dollars coming in. Netflix doesn't have a Super Bowl where Coca-Cola, Pepsi, et cetera, et cetera, are lined up for billion dollar placements, million dollar placements on their network. That extra money from that advertising has an impact on how well actors on uh, and writers are were able to be paid on traditional TV. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these streaming platforms are nine times out of 10 only running off of subscriptions, what's going to happen is when they open up these books and they take a look and they say, okay, so you guys are only paying these people off of subscriptions. Why aren't you paying them off viewership? Well, because it's a da-da-da-da, this, da-da-da-da. Essentially, it's isolated. It's, it's, there's, no, there's no way for them to pay for a stream based on no advertising dollars coming in. Now, they can change the model later, but if they change the model later, what's going to happen is you're going to see that there aren't a lot of people watching some of these shows. Unless they do it smart. Because hold on, D-Town, there is some hope for an alternate form of advertising revenue that is not just putting ads in it, and that's collaboration. So I don't know if you watched a lot on Amazon Prime, but some of their reality shows have done a brilliant thing. There's this fashion show called Making the Cut, And every episode, you know, they're designers, they design clothes, they sell clothes. And then right big at the bottom corner of the screen, Amazon Prime puts a QR code and says, hey, everything you saw, buy it right here on Amazon. They Mm -hmm. link the pages to their own sales. So they don't have ads, random ads within the content, but can't they build ads into the show? Say, hey, Coca-Cola. Do you want to make a show? We don't care what's don't about, do that. we'll put it up on your platform. Don't do that, Brie. You don't pay do us Brie. to put it up. No, no, no. It no, could no, be good, because I love no, no, making no. the cut. They did it for a baking competition, too. I'm not saying it's not good. But don't give the motherfuckers no ideas. Mo- I would <laughs> rather <laughs> that no, 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 than no, 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 no. I would rather shows that are an entire ad I mean, for Adidas about go... a young designer who's up and coming. No, 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 no. They the harsh world of fashion. Just having them on the margins. No, 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 God, no. no. Do not give me Not on this show, just in like the scrolling section. No, because Netflix's operation system, whatever it's called, 
is gorgeous right now. It is the best out of any platform. And guess what? Yo, pay an extra $20 and it'll go gorgeous again. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Work with the companies that want advertising because there's no reason they can't have ads if they're smart about it. It's the same way you used to watch a movie. You can watch a movie now and everyone's carrying around an iPhone. Why? Because Apple is paying them to carry yeah. around an iPhone. So, to and you know what? I, Bree, you're 100% right. And that's a good call out. I completely forgot about that. That's how Coming to America 2 was made. They, they, yeah, a lot of product placement was how they even had the budget to put that movie together. Because they filmed the movie and put the movie together first. Just product placement was a lot of it, right? Was a lot of the money that came in. Then they pitched it to Amazon, I believe. And Amazon picked it up. So... Um, I don't think that's far-fetched. I think that is a route for them to go. All right. Advertise within an ad that you can't close or move out of because the entire thing is an ad. And yeah, if you write it well enough, people double. might not even notice how much they're craving a Coca-Cola. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can hear Patty's eyes. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this. You know why? Patty, Patty, the amount of K-dramas you watch, you think you haven't noticed some of these product placements? The Subway? The Listen, all the listen. Samsung flip phones that they all have. First of really? all, the flip phones is fire. The flip oh, phones are they fire. now? They got they you. Fire. Yo, they fire. And yo, here's the thing. She she owns an iPhone. <laughs> She's already like, yo, flip phones are fire. Already, yo, that that <laughs> hang up hit different. different. That hang up hit different. Right when they can close you, it. You feel it. That's it, it's different. It's different. No, but um, my thing is, no, on a serious note, I really do feel like um these motherfuckers, this is why I feel like they, they really have money. And the reason they, they are losing money is bad fucking decisions. When you have that type of funding, when you have that, when you have that type of money coming in and it's on a consistent basis, it's not like, Oh, you have to make quarter. You are going thriving through subscriptions, right? At one point, Netflix didn't have to do shit. All you get if you sign on to your phone, you get notifications on a show that's similar to what you like. Not only that, it was once and once upon a time, it was a whole Popeye's craze. It was like that. Whenever a show dropped, motherfuckers was online talking about the fucking show. So, no, I don't want to hear, oh, yeah, they could do this. No. What they need to do is page writers, make sure the content is quality. Stop spending money on the wow factor because if a story is good enough, I'm coming for season two. The glory. Shout I was said the glory. The glory. That shit was fire, writing impeccable, amazing. So mm -hmm. if you put in more, if you concentrate more on the quality, people will fucking come. I'm not going to hear that, oh, maybe they need to put this. No, they have the money. They're spending it fucking poorly. And, you, and, and there's no reason for you. There's no excuse for you whatsoever to do so. If you listen to those 12, to, to those 6 to 12 writers that are in the room and say, hey, do this, do yeah. this, do this. I mean I think it I mean, will sell itself. You know, mentioned this earlier. Everyone got a boss, and they got a boss. It's called their shareholders, and mm -hmm. their shareholders are the ones making those decisions. So probably people have suggested what you suggested. Oh, yeah. Like, right, oh, hey, let's make better shows. E, but my right, pocket if that's tomorrow, the case, though. So <laughs> no, if that's the case, then all of them need to be hit with white chairs. <laughs> White folding chairs. I said I it. Not. I don't care. I okay. We're kind of trying to get a little long. So to kind of yeah. wrap things up, I want to ask you guys what your impression is 
is what is the possibility, say the strike fails, or even if the strike succeeds, of the future not necessarily just being these big streaming platforms, but these writers, these actors and such going independent and putting out independent projects. Is there any I'll hope let you of guys that? Go. Especially with like online, we see all these uh, content creators, all these TikTokers, these YouTubers, these whatevers, making relatively good names for themselves. It's hard. It's like one out of every two, three million of them. But if you make a website, put modest ads in the sides and just film, create and self-publish, but produce, self-produce a show and put it online. Because we've seen, for example, a YouTube series have gotten some decent traction. But even YouTube can be a massive streaming platform. So even creating an independent site. Is there hope for that in the future as a way to get away from this pain of a million subscriptions? There's hope. I could see it being a legal nightmare of people just copying each other's content and not really being able to prove anything. Because if it's just online, it's like, yeah, I wrote it first. Did you know? Like, it, it's terrifying. <laughs> That's all. Um, I, I would go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, that's it. I agree. <laughs> I think I totally agree. Shit show. I think. I think it's going to be incredibly difficult because the barrier to entry is significantly high when it comes to creating the type of content that is on these streaming platforms. Um, can we go independent? Yes. Can we perform independently? Yes. But you have to understand that putting together a film is vastly different from putting together mm -hmm. an album. Ro Yo, you know ask I mean? Robert Townsend. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shout-outs to my uncle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, not all of us can be um, Tyler Perry. Shout-out to him. Mm -hmm. I still haven't... Um, I have to do research. I still haven't found out what he... What what he feels about the whole writer strike, but um yeah, this is gonna be a shit show. It's not ending anytime soon, and um, I mean, it sucks for y'all because I got I got my own forms of entertainment, so it don't really matter. But <laughs> um, it's just all jokes. But one way that you guys can support, if you want to see your shows come back one, and you want to support the writers and make sure they get just. <laughs> decent pay people don't understand we're talking about decency yeah. just like niggas didn't understand the civil rights movement. do you understand civil we were fighting for civil shit like just civil like being <laughs> that's able all to they order want. pie like and not get you know stoned to death that'd please nice. please <laughs> that'd be that'd be very nice i don't want a milkshake thrown in my face that's a glass yeah. cup miss that's that hurts i i just i just want basic shit so if you guys want to um help out um, you can always donate, and um, also they are taking food. So if you have um dry um perishables, am I saying it right? Dry perishables, non perishables. Non -perishables. Okay, non perishables. They will take those as well. And the only thing that they are really asking for for you to do is post it, talk about it. Don't let people forget. So if you have a social media, if you're a content creator. Always keep in mind that if you want to support, you can always say, I support the writer's strike, mention the strike. And also, if you can, put the link on the bottom where you can actually donate 
and help support the writers in this time and they're in this time of need because if writers are the nucleus of everything that goes on when it comes to any form of entertainment and for them to just want basic shit like i like for writers to say i don't have money to just live i can't pay rent that's really a fucking it's not it's it's really fucked up it's really fucked up and can i share a story real quick because it sounds like we're ramping down or going to go on to a next topic and end real quick (laughs) um and i want to say because i have to say face because i feel like at last like 20 minutes people are like this pro corporate (laughs) um so I, I have to save face and make it well known that I am not on the side of the corporations. Ah, we know that. To, we know that. In, in, know try, that. in trying to get to the bottom of these things, I have realized how shitty mm. these guys are being to them. Case in point about the strike. Like Patty said, send them food, send them water, donate how you can. Also send them umbrellas too, because keep in mind, they're out in LA, mm. right? And they're striking in LA. It is not in LA mm. it is very hot mm. one of the things that these studios did because they're again they're picketing outside of these studios the they seen the uh protesters were sitting up under the trees right mm. you know just to beat the heat mm-hmm. so not only did they block off like all entrances to the building so they could not strike on the sidewalks and obstruct the building but they also cut the branches off of the trees as well so they don't have any shade out what there. What the fuck while is this, Selma? Like, so, <laughs> I don't get it. So, so let's take it a step further, right? People are trying to be objective, like, oh, well, maybe the city did this. And it's no. like, no, it's the middle no. of the summer. City doesn't do this at no, that point really in time. No. It wouldn't make it look that terrible. <gasps> no. So terrible. the city is like, hey, guys, guess what? Um, we actually did not do this. <laughs> <laughs> so there's only one other entity that could have done this. I'm just saying though. So, not saying it wasn't um, us, but yeah. But to Patty's credit, um, support them how you can. Donate food, water, um, send them hats, umbrellas, and shit like mm-hmm. that. Because if they're doing shit like this, then they're they're gonna need that as much shade as they can while they're out there. This is not going to be something that is resolved. Uh, and by the end of August, I don't think this is going to be something that's resolved by the end of September. I think in January, they may start to make headway. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever show um, you was watching, if they came out with a season two this year, that's it. That's it. I'm so sad because I don't be bad. Bro, man. Is will Abbott Elementary survive this? Oh, no, That's... no, no. Okay. Why'd you have to make a scare now? Because I'm telling you, I think if it's not done by the end of October, it's not going to be done by November, just because the or, or until January, because the November December region, a lot of the entertainment stuff slows down. Like the things they already have, they want to push it out for the holiday season, but no one's really looking for work. No, when that holiday no. season hits. So we just like, got we were going to hire you in November anyway. We just got invincible. Dang, yeah. That's crazy. No, I mean, that is crazy. For the fact that it's the holiday season and the corporations might try to be extra fucked up just to say, hey, you'll just go through the, you know, holiday season with no money. Yeah. That's, if that's they don't end up. it by the end of October, they won't end it until January. Yo, the corporations, they sound like Mayor Adams. I'm not even going <laughs> to this nigga went on television and said, why you need a window in your bedroom? It's a bedroom. Like, nigga. <laughs> I can't have central. I can't have circular. I can't have air. 
No. I can't see the sun. No. Again, so great. You need all that vitamin D. Every day, and now you want a window. Right. Exactly. Really. Yeah, next thing, next thing, this bitch gonna want a bathroom. <laughs> Fresh water now, with no lead. <laughs> what? Then you gonna that's take the dude that, that was lead. at? That's the dude that was at um them Jamaican parties, right? <laughs> he's in everything. He's a socialite. Like he, cause he's he's everywhere. But, but his the, job. <laughs> but his job. And you want to know so fun? You don't know what's so funny? The nigga don't even live in New York. That's crazy. He lives in New man. Jersey. I remember when that nigga went live from the Black Ramen Karaoke function, and I wow. was like, yo! Wow. 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 Uh, you wow. hear from our lawyers. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. First of all, that would be funny. I'm not even going to hold you. That would be fucking hilarious. But second of all, we here at Black Ramen, we do not support anything that Amir Adams has portrayed or had said. Period. Nigga said, ladies and gentlemen, we outside. <laughs> Uh, oh shit! Yo, oh man, this nigga for real. But yeah, this is 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 a terrible crisis to be had because I I want the writers to be paid. Yeah, like we go we go on here we talk about yeah we want mangakas to be paid. We want we want if you put out good content you should be paid what you're worth. If you're putting out quality work you should get paid. That is it. Oh yeah. That is it. End of story. End of Cross. story. And I'm talking about paid what you're worth. I shouldn't be getting paid the same amount of money as somebody who's coming in that just got the job yesterday. That does not make sense. I need to get paid. If I have a list of credentials in my accolades, that's an insult for me to sit here and get paid with the same thing. This nigga just got his diploma yesterday. You bugging, you bugging. And that's you know not what? even in the list of their demands. That's not, but that's that should be. That should be, that should be. And then you, you wanna know something? Healthcare too. Make sure, make sure my ass is well. Because if I'm sitting in these rooms with these nasty motherfuckers breathing their nasty air and getting COVID, let me be able to go get and see a doctor and get my prescription so I can come back to work the next day. Fuck you. Like this shit is terrible. Like I don't understand like basic shit. And these niggas are really fucking laughing, tweeting. We're just gonna wait until you motherfuckers are down to your drawers. It's I terrible. Just, it's fucking terrible. I just. I just really, really wish these streaming platforms would try this in a small town.